Hey everybody, I am joined right now by Tommy Fierro. You know him from promoting his 80s wrestling con events, now Monday Night Virtual signings, and this Labor Day you can catch him at the return of ISPW Labor Day weekend, September 5th. Uh, ISPW is coming back with a big event in Butler, New Jersey. We're going to talk about that, what Tommy's been up to in the meantime, uh, we featured him in the best for the business feature last year. Um, we're going to catch up on everything he's been doing and future plans, everything. How you doing today? Hey man, how are you? How you better at? Yeah. So I'm, I'm coming from, I'm coming from you live from the wrestling collector in uh, Stockholm, New Jersey right now. There you go. That's the one plug I didn't fit in. Uh, I'll, I'll start there. <laughs> that's how I just fit it in for you. <laughs> right. That's the, that's like the one that, uh, when we, we when we recorded the last time, it was like not finalized yet, and I was like, "Oh man, I wish we would have pushed it back like a week later." But uh, you have your own—I uh, won't call it a store; it's an experience. It's the wrestling collector. You have memorabilia, uh, in-person signings. You got a lot going on. Uh, talk about how that's been going. Uh, you you were doing just the virtual signings at uh, at a separate location and now you're bringing it into the store how's that all been going for you well I, actually i'm still doing them at i'm doing the virtual signings at, at the hotel i uh one of the one of the signings the hotel couldn't do they had something booked they couldn't get out of the date so i tried it at my store but it just wasn't the same the, the wi-fi up here where i'm at is is not nearly as good as is down there like i'm up like in the the mountains kind of mm -hmm. so we, we tried it one time there's more room in the in the in the hotel as well. So I'm keeping the signings there, but the store has been great, man. Thank you for asking. Uh, we opened it on uh, St. Patrick's day uh, this, this year. And uh, we just started doing some in-store signings as well. Now that things are starting to open back up a little bit, we've had uh, so far at the store, we've had Tito Santana. We had the rock world express, Savio Vega. We had demolition We had Tonga kid, Brooklyn brawler, Eugene. Uh, we had a few others as well. Just had and, Barry Horowitz, uh, right? Barry, yeah, we just had Barry Horowitz last week, and then this coming weekend, I'm not sure when this is gonna post, but we have uh, we have Bushwhacker Luke, Barry Woodham, Akeem, and uh, Tugboat uh, this weekend, and then we're working on some more signings as well. So yeah, now that things are opening back up a little bit, it's, it's easier to get people to come out. Mm -hmm. But yeah, man, I, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, that's I, I tell people it's an experience the store because you walk in and it, it's not just uh, there's other wrestling stores out there and, and a lot of it focuses on, you know, action figures. Whereas if you were to walk in my store right now, it's, it's like it threw up, uh, wrestling merchandise from like every era. And there's, uh, there's everything in there. We have over 3000 wrestling magazines. We have, you know, tons of DVDs. We have LJNs. We have autograph pictures. We have, we have rare stuff too that you, you, you just can't find. Like I have, the old foam fingers of like Jimmy Superfly, Snuka, Macho Man, Hulk Hogan, the old 80s big, you know, uh, glass mugs. This, there's a little bit of everything, uh, tons of Coliseum videos. There's, there's a little bit of everything in the store, which is cool. And the cool thing is when, when people walk in, um, the most of them say, wow, I, I don't know where to look first. Or this brings me back to my childhood. And that's exactly the two things I want them to, to, to think and say when they walk in here, because it's, 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 it's cool. And I, and I tell them and it's the truth too. Every time 
they come back, it's going to be something different because I, I, I buy collections from people. So you never know what's going to be here in the store. You know, one, one, one day, you know, you can walk in and, and you're looking for something that's not there. And then the next, next time you come back, it could be, uh, I, I've had people, you know, bring in crates of stuff that they want to sell. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's nothing special and sometimes it's fantastic. A, a lot of, a lot of people have this stuff laying in their, um, in their, you know, basement or the storage unit, just collecting dust. And, and, and you know, the old expression, one person's uh, junk's another person's treasure. Especially with the with the show out now on uh, that WWE is doing the hidden treasures and just and, and, and since the pandemic, you know, collecting has just been you know sky high for for not just wrestling for every every aspect of collecting. So it's the right time, I think, to, to do something like this. Yeah, it's kind of crazy how you look at how like memorabilia has changed, and I I like went through that myself. So like I have a couple things that I was like, oh man, I wish I held on to, or like when I see it, I'm like. I wish, you know, like I had the budget to buy it, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> it, it's like just kind of cool because this stuff isn't being made. It's not like you can, it's not mass produced where you can go order it if you want it. And like, like this is legit. Like you have to get it at the right place, the right time. And, uh, I, I mean, that would be pretty cool if they showed up. Uh, A and E was like, oh hey, uh, you know that thing you have hanging in the back of your store, like, right? Yeah, sure, man, sure. But um, uh, yeah, a lot of people ask me like, do you have a do you have like an online store? I really don't because I have a website, thewrestlingcollector.com. There's a couple things on the website, but it's hard it's hard to put stuff up on the website because I might have one of something or two of something because I'm like I said, I'm buying collections, so it's hard it's hard to post everything online. So it's it's kind of like a in-store experience you have to be in this area to to come to it and and and, and see it and, and a lot of people too they say oh they have to do another the, the, the store's not gigantic but there's a lot of stuff in it so people say oh i'm gonna do a, a second walk around to see because i missed you know i missed that uh that goldberg remote control uh, uh, the first time around mm -hmm. there's just little odd weird things here and there throughout the store it, it just it's 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 pretty cool um I tell you, I tell you a funny story here real quick. I, I didn't know prior to opening the store because I know last time we spoke, I was working on opening the store. Uh, I had no idea when I opened the store that there was a card craze, not just for wrestling cards, but you know, garbage pill kids, sports cards. There's a, a huge card craze since the pandemic, so I didn't know this. So last year, a year ago, before the pandemic started, I actually bought like 20 boxes of 1987 WWF tops cards, brand new boxes with 36 packs in each box. I was selling them. I was selling the packs like six bucks each on my social media, my 80s wrestling social media, just, you know, nothing special, you know, they're just making a couple bucks. And I had a box of them left when I opened the store. So I put the box out the first day I opened. Now I, I paid $90 for this box of cards still 90 bucks on, on eBay. So, like I said, six bucks a, a pack I was selling for. So someone came in, they saw it, they bought the whole box. Oh, cool, man. I'll, I'll go home and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll order some more tonight on eBay for the store. So I go home later that night and go on eBay and type in 1987 WWF tops. Those boxes of cards that I was paying $90 for are now $650 a box. <laughs> Bro, I want to... <laughs> I wanted to take my head and ram it through the wall. 
I had 20 boxes of them just a year ago. Oh, man. So I had no idea that there was a card craze. So some wrestling collector I am that I didn't know that. But I knew very quickly after that. So, uh, uh, and you, you look at eBay, I mean, there's there's certain cards out there, like the Hulk or the rookie card or, or that one rock card from that tribute card set to go from. I'm like, the prices are insane. If you, if, if you don't know about the card trade, just go on eBay and start typing stuff in. And, it's, and people are bidding on this stuff. It's, it's mind-boggling. I, I just looked up one now because I was – it's like the wax pack with like the red, white, and blue wrapper. I remember the wrapper, but there is a box on here. Uh, yeah, it's going for four hundred dollars right now. Oh, that's that that's 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 cheaper than what it was. When yeah, what I back in March it was six hundred and fifty dollars. People it, were bidding on it at that at that at but that, that, at that that's, part, so that's one that I just found like, and there's a ton of listings like individual cards and all kinds of stuff. Like I remember, like now that I'm looking at some of the cards, it's you know some of them are very familiar. Like I didn't buy them when they were out because I I was too young but i remember seeing like you used to go to the mall and like they'd have card shows and like you'd see this stuff laying sure. out and it's i i've gone through uh card collecting in phases but I, i'm kind of aware that you know the price like you know the market fluctuates or whatever but like sometimes it's crazy to think like what some of these new cards are getting and they're like you know like half of a signature and it's like like really, people are paying for that, but then you see this stuff, and you're like, "Yeah, I, I would pay a certain amount for that." So, and some of this is based off of of you know Zach Snyder and and uh, Kurt Hawkins' uh, podcasts. You know, uh, I'm not saying the cards are, but like they'll 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 pretty much dictate the the market value on something, and and it goes off of that. A lot of it does, you know. I I think so like, with the figures and all that stuff, but then figures, man, they're like if you have LJN's new in the box or you have Hasbro's new in the box, I mean you're talking big time money here. Like I, I know me personally, and I'm sure you and everyone else that grew up in our era, man, that had those are, are kicking themselves in the butt that they opened them because if they're still new on the package, I mean you're talking about you know, you're talking anywhere between for LJN's can be anywhere from three hundred to three thousand, depending on on what the figure is. You know, you, yeah. you get one of the the black carded figures, they go for a ton of money. So, and then the Hasbro's, they're they're red hot too. If they're still new in the package, even not in the package, those little Hasbro's go for depending on which one can range from anywhere from twenty to fifty dollars each. So, I mean, there's a lot of money in, in, in those collectibles, as well as you know, like old magazines as well. I see I see a market for that now too, like especially the old WWF magazines from like eighty four to nineteen ninety three. Like if the magazine's in great shape and there's no bends or rips or tears or anything like that, I mean those magazines from from like eighty four to eighty eighty four and eighty five could range anywhere from fifty to a hundred dollars a magazine and anything from eighty six to ninety, depending on the magazine, which cover it is, what year it is, can be again anywhere from twenty five to fifty bucks. So, I mean, there's there's definitely a, a market right now for for wrestling collectibles and just collectibles in general, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so this was like when I didn't know what the market was, I had the dusty roads Hasbro and like some kid bought it off of me. And like, this was when I was still in like middle school and I was like, I don't care. I don't play with it anymore. He's like, I'll give you five bucks for it. And then I found out it was worth like 200 bucks at the time. Oh, <laughs> I, was no. like, I was kicking myself. Ah, uh, yeah. And then, I, uh, now I'll tell you what, man. I had, I, I had someone walk in the store, uh, 
when I first opened and they had a, a tub, not a tub. I, I mean, it was a small tub. I don't want to think it was like this big, huge container, but a tub about 40 to 50 loose Hasbro's in it. And there were some good ones in there. Uh, some of them were a little banged up, but there were some that were in good shape. And some of them are pretty, you know, decent, some pretty decent ones. So the first thing I always ask someone when they come in to here and they're looking to sell me stuff. So a lot of people have done that over the last few months. And people are just looking to get rid of their stuff. The first thing I ask right away is, what are you looking to get for this? Because I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to take advantage from anyone and, and offer something low and they think it's worth more money and then, you know, or, or vice versa. You know, so I always say first, what are you looking to get for this? So he gave me the price and I would have, I would have paid, I would have paid definitely more for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was definitely worth more than he was asking for it. But at the same token, I'm thinking in my head, like, it's not my responsibility to say, Hey, I don't want to, I don't want to pay this for it. I want to give you this for it. I, I'm not going to want to, I'm not going to offer to pay more money for it. So at the same token, they got to do their homework a little bit before they walk in selling their stuff. You know, if I'm asking what they want for it and they tell me I'm going to give it to them, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, one thing, but yeah, people, a lot of people, but some people just don't care either. But like some, like I said, some people, it just laying in their basement and it, it, for them, uh, a couple hundred bucks is, is better than that box sitting in their basement. So like I said, one person's junk is another person's treasure. Yeah. I, I think, you know, like, I think it has a lot to do with maybe not the person's ignorance about it, but the, the, the value to it. Cause like I might not have collectibles like wrestling stuff or sports stuff, but like, you know, they're there. They're, everybody has it. If you, own a house or have a basement or like a spare area like that's where you put all the stuff that you just don't want to go through at the time so it's like oh it's better getting rid of it and whatever i get for it i get for it than having it sit and take up space instead of you know putting new stuff in there or whatever it is so sure i totally totally get where where that sentiment but uh i do want to talk about uh we talked a lot about the store just now but uh even since then i i've been following it if you guys want to check out, um, I mean, is it cool to, I know you promote it on your personal page, but, uh, where else can, where else are you promoting ISPW? Well, I'm, I'm going to be promoting it on all my social media okay. platforms. I just don't want them Sorry, to like bombard week. like your personal page and <laughs> before but I my, say that. My wrestling, wrestling, wrestling's my, wrestling is my full-time job now. So I guess nothing's. Nothing's personal anymore, you know. All right, fair but, enough. Uh, Before I, I figured <laughs> I would ask first, but uh, ISPW is coming back. Uh, it was your your own independent promotion that you ran in the nineties. Uh, I know a little bit about it from talking to you and other people. Um, uh, I'll credit uh, Mike Johnson of PW Insider. He knows a lot about it. I I believe he was at some of the original events and John Arezzi, Uh just hearing them talk in the past about, you know, knowing you and the, the promotion itself. Um, I don't know if this is, you know, the right way to put it, but it, it, in many ways it feels like what a current indie promotion card looks like now, where you have big names that come in and you have a couple people, uh, you know, up and coming names that fill out the card. It's really, you know, it gives everybody something to look forward to, whether it's like a local person that you are a fan of or somebody you saw on TV. It's, you know, it's a wide variety. It's not just booking to one person. You're trying to 
appeal to a very broad audience. Is that like fair to say that's what you were doing or what you're trying to do when you bring it back? What 150% what I'm trying to do. And I'm happy that you picked up on that because that that's, that's what I'm trying to do is it's a little bit for everyone. We have, you know, the, the show coming up on uh, the return show will be on Sunday, September the 5th. It's an outdoor show Labor Day weekend in Butler, New Jersey at Memorial Fields. You know, it's it's at Sergeant Slaughter and Rikishi are going to make special guest appearances there. Obviously, they're 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 big gigantic names, and you know, draw in the, those casual fans that you know they they might not know who you know some of the current guys are in wrestling because they're not watching it. But hey, and anyone if you ever watch wrestling, you know who Sergeant Slaughter is, or I mean, Rikishi was one of the big big stars during the Attitude Era. So I mean, those two names right there is the hook. It's it's the hook to get them in, and then. You know, we have uh, Sam Moo from the Head Shrinkers, who I just had for a virtual signing this past uh, Monday night. He was actually, back in the late 90s, he was the ISPW world champion, one of them. So I'm bringing him back. He's going to team up with his son, Lance, and uh, they're going to they're gonna do a tag team match. So it's going to be cool to have Sam, you know, step back in the ring and, and, and tag with his son. And then, you know, for old ECW fans, we're having an ECW Originals match with Nunzio against Danny Doring. And then for, you know, someone that likes the old WWF style wrestling, WWE style wrestling, I'm having Gilberg against Matt Stryker. So that's, that's, so you grab an ECW fans, you're grabbing some WWF fans. The big names are, they're, they're grabbing casual fans. I'm having a, a women's match, you know, Crowbar is going to be there against LSG from Ring of Honor. So now you're grabbing some of that audience, Ring of Honor audience. And then I'm having uh, Old James, formerly from NXT, Bull Dempsey. He's going to be there, so maybe grab some of the people from the NXT audience. So I'm I'm happy that you picked up on that because that's definitely uh, what I'm trying to do. And then I'm having Dangerous Danny Davis uh, come back to be the special guest referee for a match. This, this is his first time refereeing a match in how many years? I mean, a, a really long time. So I'm trying to to play to everyone and build it up to everyone. And I'm happy that you picked up on that because that's exactly what I'm trying to do. Yeah. And, you know, on a related note, Lance is one of those guys that I, I when I first, I think it now it's been like 10 years, maybe a little less, but he's one of those names I picked up on where I went to see whoever else it was. It was like at a Wrestle Pro show or, uh, you know, he, he was on the undercard and I was like, oh, wow, this, you know, like he's a really good worker, but. I didn't intend to go to see him, but started following his work since then. And, you know, it's kind of cool to see that now he is one of the names that I recognize on the card. And maybe, you know, somebody's in a similar position where they, they go to the event, as you said, September 5th, it's uh Memorial field in Butler, New Jersey. Maybe they find somebody that they're a fan of. I know the women's match you, you referenced is, uh, Gabby Ortiz and Vicious Vicky, you might have seen her on some of the signing streams or, you know, Gabby is known f- throughout the tri-state area. Like, you know, that there definitely is something for everybody. And I think it's, you know, I, I think it's cool that you do have that, that format in mind instead of just trying to like overload it and go for like a super indie because, I mean, I can speak from, you know, what I've seen in the past year. Like, sometimes that doesn't always work. You bring all these people in and it's like, 
a detriment to you financially or it doesn't draw the right way or, you know, at least you're... Well, I'm... Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I, w- I was going to say, and, and it's one of the things I want, I want to touch upon for a little bit. One of the, the main reasons why I'm bringing back ISPW and that's because right now, you know, we, we've all we've all lived in the same world for the last year and a half, you know, where, you know, we're stuck in the house. There's nothing to do. There's nowhere to go because of the pandemic. So things are, are slowly starting to open back up. And people and families, they're dying to do something. They're dying to get out and, and be a part of something again, you know. So I, I, I always in the 90s, in the 2000s. I always ran my wrestling events as fundraisers for schools, for, you know, youth sports, for, you know, fire departments, anything nonprofit. So that was something I always did, even back then. Outside of running in the summers of 98 and 99, I actually lived in Wildwood, New Jersey. And I used to run weekly shows at the Wildwood Convention Center, which were, there were just awesome shows. And uh, that's the only time I really didn't do shows that weren't fundraisers as far as wrestling matches go mm-hmm. the most important thing though unless you have a, a tv deal like a wwe or or, or or aew or a ring of honor or or any anyone that has a, a a tv deal right now if you're just an independent wrestling promotion you know sure you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna grab on if, if you're running enough and you're running you know doing things the right way and you're you're using the right guys and telling the right stories you're gonna you're gonna you're going to get a following, you know, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of people out there that don't do that. You know, they just think that they can, you know, put a card together, rent out their local VFW hall and people are just going to magically show up to it. And and it it doesn't work that way in this, this day and age. And I'll tell you why, because, you know, they have hours and hours and hours of free wrestling right in front of their faces every single day from Monday night raw to NXT to AEW, the SmackDown. That's four days right there. That's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday right there. Then you have the WWE Network has everything on it. Then you have Ring of Honor. You have Impact. You have you have all this other stuff. You don't you don't need to leave your house and spend any money to to, to watch wrestling if you're a wrestling fan. So there needs to be, in my opinion, a reason why a family of four is going to get up on a Friday or Saturday night, drop. 80 to a hundred dollars to go just to get in the door and then buy food and soda and merchandise. There has to be a hook in my opinion. And that hook is where you're, you're, you're doing it. These events as fundraisers for the schools, for the fire departments, for the, for the youth groups where, you know, they want, they want one, it's the right time to do it because people want to get out and they want to do something. Like I said, they've been trapped in their house for the last year and a half. Hey, there's going to be a wrestling show at the high school next Friday. It's a fundraiser for the class of 2022. Let's go out and support that. It, it, it's a hook, just like 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 I said with Sergeant Slaughter and Rakishi, hook to get the people into the 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 door to have them introduced to your guys. As the same as the fundraiser is a way to get them in the door, and then you hook them on again. You hook them on your guys. So you know Bobby Bobby uh, Sue and their two kids. They're, they're coming to the show. They don't know really anything about wrestling. They, they were fans back in the 80s or 90s. They're just going because it's a fundraiser for the, uh, you know, for the school. But when you get them there and you introduce them to your show, they're blown away by it. They just hope the kids have the best time. Guess what? Chances are they're going to come back the next show. So I, I, I'm doing all my shows as fundraisers. I, I, 
have a vast knowledge of fundraising before uh, this. Like I said, I was the marketing director for California Pizza Kitchen. We did fundraisers. That was my main job, fundraisers for all our stores in New York and New Jersey. I'd set them up where uh, they'd come in and everyone that bought a flyer, 20% of the bill got donated back to the organization. And we, I mean, I've done hundreds and hundreds of fundraisers with, with different groups. So I enjoy doing fundraising and I, I know how to do it. So actually before, right before the pandemic happened, I don't even know if you even know this or not, but I was doing stuff with Ring of Honor. Uh, it was last, I believe last January, February, I was uh, speaking to Greg, the GM. And, you know, they even had, had me set up with an email address and every, a ring about her email address and everything. I was going to go into their markets where they were at and do what I was doing with California Pizza Kitchen, where I was, you know, to say they had a, a wrestling show. And I'm just using this for example. In Reading, Pennsylvania, I would I would go into Reading, Pennsylvania and look at all the, well, not physically drive there. I would, I would, <laughs> I would do it on, on, on the computer. Yeah. I, I would see what. I would see what nonprofit organizations were in that area, and then I would I would try and set them up to to, to be a part of the show to, to as a part of a fundraiser, you know. So when when I got furloughed from my job and then got let go from California Pizza Kitchen last year with the pandemic, and then I started doing my wrestling stuff again. Now I'm over the last month I decided to bring back ISPW. I and one of the things I was thinking of before I, I decided to bring it back was like, why should I? Why should I? Because I never, we never touched base again. Ring, me, ring of honor. There was nothing, nothing happened, nothing went wrong. It was just that the pandemic happened, and then the whole world turned upside down. So there, there was, we just lost, we lost communication with each other. But it was no one's fault. Just the, the pandemic happened, you know. Yeah. But I'm thinking to myself, why should I go out and get them fundraisers when I now wrestling is my full time job. It wasn't last year when I, when I, when I was to do this with them. So why should I go out and do that for them and get a piece of the pie when I can go out and get the whole pie myself, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if, so uh, that, that's what... yeah, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I said that, that's, that, that was like one of the reasons why in my mind, I, I, I decided to bring back, uh, ISVW. So it's going to mm-hmm. be very, 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 uh, fundraiser driven related in, in the New Jersey area. Do you, uh, I I know you're you're putting everything into the first event, but do you I mean do you have a idea of a second one yet? Like because you're you're thinking of it as a fundraising effort. Like do you have you thought that far ahead yet, or are you really just concentrating on the first one? No, no, I have I have other stuff I'm I'm working on right now as well. Um, I'm gonna try and run this whole <clears throat> the whole area. So say there's a you know there's a show the following weekend. You know, 15 minutes away. And there's no reason why you can't shoot a little something at that one show, and then gr- try and grab them and bring them to the other show. Oh, you want to see what happens next? You know, you want to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Some just for example, A A attacks B, leaves B laying. B wants revenge. Come see B get his revenge down the road next Saturday night. You know, it's a way if you're if you're running close enough. You know, and, and even if you grab one percent of the people there, you keep doing one percent increase every show. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna start seeing more people come, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it would be cool. I don't, you know, we haven't talked about anything, but it'd be cool to kind of see you get back in into Wildwater down that area, since you know that was an important part of why you did ISP and why it was, I'm sorry, ISPW and why it was so successful back then. So you know, nothing like going down the Jersey Shore. I I remember 
going to a couple events like i don't remember who you know this was like not i know it wasn't ispw but like for whatever reason like i would always go on vacation and it's like oh yeah you're on vacation you're at the beach there's all this cool stuff to do but like i would always ask my my mom or like my grandparents like they're advertising on on the boardwalk can i go see the show like <laughs> and they're like you're on vacation and you want to spend it indoors at a wrestling event i'm like yeah hell yeah hell yeah i do there was that, that was a cool thing there back, was one back then in when I used to run wildwood yeah because i did it every Thursday night it, it's anyone that doesn't know wildwood it's a it's a it's probably like the the biggest re, uh i would say the biggest not it's not a resort what, what am i looking for um attraction place tourist attraction place yeah. in new jersey and i out of all the Jersey Shore, that's probably the most popular one, Wildwood. So you get you get a different audience in there every week. So I was able to run down there weekly because every week a new a new set of people are coming in. So uh, I, I I lucked out a lot down there too. I, I had I had uh, I made a friend down there whose grandmother uh, worked in the office on the boardwalk that did the announcements on the loudspeaker. The the, the Wildwood boardwalk is like three miles, so. There, she was in charge of all doing all the, like the PA announcements throughout the day on the boardwalk. Anyhow, I became friends with her grandson and he got me in with her and I was able to record a, a, like a, a minute commercial for it. And then she would play it all day long on, on the boardwalk the day of my show. So, I mean, a three mile boardwalk meant like thousands and thousands, thousands and thousands. And you hear tonight see the superstars of wrestling at the Wildwood Convention. Like it just it worked, man. It yeah. worked. Yeah, I used to I used to go down there with my family. We like it it was like our yearly vacation and I remember one year we went I think it was Isle of Palms in South Carolina. And they have a boardwalk too, and for whatever reason I remember there was like some kind of indie show, but it was a bunch of ECW guys. So like legit, like I never saw ECW to that point but there was like bwo steve carino when he was doing his old school gimmick uh scorpio so like i don't know like i f- for me personally there's always going to be that appeal of like beach wrestling so you know i would like to see that happen for you but um i know we were talking a little bit before we started recording uh is there any any other plans you have that you know maybe you can talk about uh as far as your future whether it's promoting or events or anything like that uh like i said we 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 spoke off record uh before the the uh before we started this nothing nothing that i could uh i could talk about right now but uh there's definitely a bunch of stuff in the works all right fair enough uh everybody's gonna have to look forward to that in the meantime uh Check out the virtual signings that are going on. You can check them out. Uh, the listings on 80s Wrestling Facebook page. We host every week on WrestleZone. We'll put up the stream. You can check out the schedule and all the stuff you can get. You can send in your own stuff, get photos to uh, have the talent signed. And June 28th, tickets go on sale for ISPW's return. Uh, check it out. Uh, you know, go see a lot of cool talent. And as Tommy just said, you're going to be supporting a good cause. It's going to be a fundraising uh, venture. And just, you know, wanted to say thanks for your time today. And I appreciate you, you know, hey, catching me up on everything. I know you got a lot going on. Thank you, man. Because 
first of all, thank you. And I, I sincerely appreciate all the support Wrestle's Zone and yourself gives me. You guys, they, you guys broadcast all of our virtual signings and, you know, get a ton of more eyes on it than, than, than when it be due to your efforts. And I, I just can't say how much I appreciate that. And also, you know, just throughout me, ever since you, ever since you uh, posted that interview and story about me being one of the best of the business for 2020, it's like, it was like, that was like the, the push I needed. Like, I feel like a lot of momentum took off for me and stuff that I'm doing since then. And, and I can't say how much I appreciate you writing that and thinking that highly of me and all the pressure you've been giving us. So I, I appreciate it, man. 